The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Wiggins has it with two Lakers down, five on three. Wallace to the trailing dub, dances to the bucket and scores in the left-hand lane. Under a great job in transition, have 23 fast-break points on the night. Belt high snap, Prescott with plenty of time, lofts it in zone, Jake Ferguson covered by Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. Fergie into the end zone, and Dallas takes the lead in the fourth. Oway the trigger man, left baseline, looking, alley-oop to Jalen Moore for the hammer, a rim rattler. Oh, he shook McCaslin with that one. And the Sooners are 7-0. Final score tonight in historic McCaslin Fieldhouse. It's Oklahoma 107 and Arkansas Pine Bluff 86. Hour 2. Toby and TJ back with you. What a night last night on the OU campus. Couldn't have worked out better. Just an awesome, awesome night. Students rolled out, packed the place, over 3,000 of them there to witness uh, OU's seventh win of the year. Highest scoring game, or most points, I should say, that OU has scored in the Porter Moser era. Uh, 107 last night. We'll hear from Coach coming up in a bit. You could text the show, 405-651-3439. All right, so Tej, um I asked you last hour to ponder whether this OU team was going to do what we've seen some of them do in the past, which is get us excited in the non-con and then pull the rug out from under us once conference play started. They're 7-0. and They look great. They won the tourney in San Diego. They're obviously more athletic. That's a big test coming up in the next two or three weeks, but... What do you think? Is this is this team for real? That's the question. So I sat there last night in that second half. They got up to their biggest lead, 30-whatever points it was. And I sat there and I said, can we just jump to conference play? Because I need to know. So it's funny you're asking this today. You were doing some pre-pondering? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, that's what I say. It's funny you asked that today because that was through my what went through my head. Because at the time, Otega Owe was doing incredible things on the court, and I'm like, I got to see this guy in conference play. I got to see if this jump is this big. Like, he is outstanding right now in every phase of the game, just about. And he's just been remarkable in his progress. And then, obviously, with Moore and um, uh, McCollum and different guys that have come in and just made immediate impacts, and Hughley's playing great, and. Um, Soros has given you some moments at times, and Dart Hard last night looked really good. I, I was thinking about this and thinking, man, can we just go ahead and jump to, to conference play and get to January and see if this is legit or not? And I think it is. I mean, they are 
they've got a lot of really good pieces, and they've got a lot of pieces that I think once this all pans out, fit really well together. And then I, ha- you're going to have guys that will play roles off the bench that I think will impact in the proper way. And then Los is just smooth on the court and just it's not a situation where I think he feels like I don't need to do everything. I don't need to do all the scoring. I just need to play within myself, distribute the ball. And when I need to score, I can, but I'm not dependent on as much as even I was last year Mm -hmm. in the role that I was in last year. So yeah, I think that they are that much improved and they are definitely, I'm going to say now they're an NCAA tournament team. And if they're not, it's because something has gone wrong with injuries or something because they've got the talent there. They're going to get to the tournament. But, um, yeah, I think I think you've got a lot of really nice pieces here, and they're fitting, and they're starting to form really well together. Yeah, well said. Um, we'll know better by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Providence is a good squad coming in here next Tuesday. They're uh, six and one, probably seven and one by the time they get here. They play Rhode Island on Saturday. Probably, you know, potentially NCAA tournament team. That's a good squad. And then, obviously, Arkansas a week from Saturday will be a big test. They just beat Duke, and then they got North Carolina in Carolina on December twentieth in that Jumpman Invitational. So. Like we did in San Diego, we'll get to see them up against uh, high-quality opponents to get a better measuring stick for them. But, I mean, I agree. Time will tell. You never know when you get into the rigors of conference play when it's just coming at you one after another and there's no let-up and you feel like you're holding your head underwater a little bit and there's no easy nights. But it might be a little different this year because of the four new teams. Now, Houston's. Final four caliber. Yeah, I was going to say they're elite. Yeah. But, and B, honestly, maybe not because BYU is undefeated. They look great. Cincinnati's Cincinnati. Johnny Dawkins is still at UCF. So I don't know. Maybe there's still no let up. But I think that, you know what Otega Owe reminds me of early here, and stick with me on this, folks, is Buddy. And I mean that in this regard, not that they play the same. Not that they play the same type of basketball at all, but if you remember the uh, back to Buddy's freshman year, he came off the bench. He was a role player. He's just another guy. We weren't overly fired up about him. It's like, hey, that's cool. He's contributing as a freshman, right? And then his sophomore year, he came back and was a starter, and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. You know, that's how I feel about Otega Owe. I said I felt that way several times last night. I mean, he's just there was at times last night like he was just beast mode. Like he is he's, he is playing with extreme confidence right now. He's not the shooter that Buddy is. He's no, not, I'm no, not no, saying he's going to be not. the NBA player that Buddy is. I'm just saying that trajectory of improvement. He, he was nine of eleven last night. Like he's just so like you confident. He's finishing around the basket with both hands. He's in the right place at the right time, that put-back win against or, or game winner against USC. He's a different person than well, he was the, a year ago. How about the block? Ago. I don't even remember the two Sooners that he blew past. And now it was goaltending, but didn't get called on it. But blew past like three guys to uh, slap that ball off the glass last night. Came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. 
he's just doing really nice things in all phases, I think. You mentioned Los. I think it's been uh, uh, an early season um, bit of a mission to try to figure out how he best helps this team, mm-hmm. and I think he's getting there. Like at the last three games now, he's got 21 assists and two turnovers. <laughs> so um, I, I, you're right. I think it, it has become obvious, oh, okay, I don't have to score 15, 20 points a game for this team. I just need to run the show. And when you've got a point guard, especially with his size, but when you've got a point guard who can pass like he can, who can also shoot if you le- you can't leave him open because he'll hit shots. He can get to the rim, but he's just the calming influence out there, you know? Jalen Moore is way more than I thought he was. I mean, uh, 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 just an incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. John Hughley is way more than I thought he was. Uh, Javion McCollum is what I thought he was. Like, he's a bucket getter, you know? They got a squad, man. They do. Like I said, I they've, think got, they've, depth, got, they've a got squad guys that can come off the bench and play. And there's guys that aren't going to get minutes by the time this thing's all said and done that probably deserve some. But they're Godwin's not leading to. the nation in offensive rebounding. Dart Hard comes off the bench and he's a glove defensively. Suarez can jump out of the gym. Um, I'm trying not to get too excited, but you can tell I'm failing in that regard. <laughs> I, I think they've got a squad. I think they do too. And. Um, we may be eating our words come February first. You uh, we, know, uh, yeah, what, 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 what were we thinking? I, they get into conference play and this team looks terrible. Maybe, but I don't. I don't think so. They're too athletic. There's too many options. There's um, the length that uh, he's he's put together a nice squad here. He really. You know, has. another observation that I've made just being around him a little bit is they really like each other. And they're not too cool for school. You know what I mean? Like they, they, the the chemistry is really great. And not everybody's getting to play probably as many minutes as they'd like to, but they're all pulling for each other. They're always like hanging out together and hugging on each other. And uh, last night, Porter grabs the mic after the game and says Boomer and the whole team says Sooner. and they, I don't know. They're just not too – there are guys, basketball or otherwise sometimes, who are really good who come through and are like, I'm just here because it, they offered me a scholarship. And You know what I mean, Teach? Like, it seems like they're really into this together. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, as you can tell, I'm – I think you're right. I think it's attorney team, no doubt. Now, beyond that – Get back to me at Christmas. If they go win two of these three, they need to win one of the three, okay? They need to win one to keep us positive. Mm-hmm. If they win two of these three, you got something. Like, you got a potentially second weekend team. Yeah, I'm not saying that yet. I'm saying they're making the tournament. I'm not I'm not. No, I'm saying if, if they yet. win two of the three, that's possible. That's possible. Yeah, that's possible. Because Arkansas and North Carolina – are good enough to make deep runs in the tourney. And Providence's attorney is good enough to be in the tourney. Maybe better. I don't know. I haven't seen them in person yet, but they're good. So I would love for them to get, like if they go 11-2 and two in non-con, then 
that means you could go 500 in conference play and still be at 20 wins. So 11 and 2 the rest of the way is my kind of my goal for them. Better than that, awesome. You want to go 13 and 0 or 12 and 1, awesome. But 11 and 2, and they are sitting in a great spot going into Big 12 play. And they are at 7 and 0 right now. So there's six non-con games left. Um, Providence, Arkansas, Green Bay comes here, North Carolina. Uh, I'm going to have to pull up the other two because I don't remember off the top of my head here. I've got it. Okay. Um, Central Arkansas and Monmouth. So three of those are should wins. That gets you to 10. And if you get one of the three big games coming up, that would be 11 and 2. I'll take more. I'm just saying, if they're 11 and 2, that means they've beaten Iowa, USC, and either Providence, Arkansas, or North Carolina in the non con. And they are sitting pretty, in my opinion. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. OSU falls last night, by the way. They're three and four now. Creighton beat them 79-65. Now, Creighton's good. And Butler beat Texas Tech in overtime, 103-95 in Hinkle Fieldhouse. So here we go again, TJ. The Big East socking it to the Big 12. They're out to a 2-0 lead. There are four Big East Big 12 battle games tonight. Houston at Xavier. That should be the first win for the Big 12. Houston should win that game even though they're on the road. St. John's at West Virginia. I'd give advantage West Virginia in that one because they're at home. Iowa State at DePaul. UConn at Kansas. There's your headliner game right there. Defending national champs, UConn, in Fog Allen tonight. One nugget I didn't know, by the way, till I was getting ready for this game, and they probably shared it on TV last night, Teach, but McCaslin Fieldhouse, they started playing there in 1928. First win ever for OU basketball in that building was against Kansas, coached by Fog Allen. They beat him 43 to 19. It was the second worst win, a loss, second worst loss in Fog Allen's career. And it came in McCaslin Fieldhouse in the very first win ever for OU there. That's kind of cool, huh? Take that, Fog. Yeah, take that. That is cool. No way you could make that place permanent, is there? No, no. I mean, uh, so much would have to be redone, like you were talking about. I mean, yeah, it can be, I guess, but even the lighting, like the lighting last night on the bottom part of the the court, you know, because it's typically set up for volleyball and gymnastics and different events. So uh, there would be so many adjustments that would have to be made. But it would be cheaper than building a new arena. Well, there's no doubt about that. But can you survive as a program only having 4000 a night? I think you could get it to five. Because Boy, oh, the know. ends, there, there's blank. There's a lot of blank space on the yeah, ends. Yeah, there are. but And you could go, so the end where the big scoreboard is right now, there's nothing on that wall. Like, you could do something on that end. You know, bowl in the bottom. I think you could you could get it to five. Um, 
I mean, how many does Cameron Indoor seat? It's really small. It's small. And, um, I mean, uh, McCaslin would be really small, but what a home court advantage, you know? It'd be tough to get in. People would be fighting for seats. That's what we want. It's too small, right? It's too small. I'm looking at Cameron. Uh, 9,300. I was thinking 9, I was thinking 85. Holy cow. Oh, it was awesome, though, man. It was fun. It was fun. But it wouldn't be fun if you didn't fill it out. You know what I mean? If you do go that small and then have, you know, a thousand people show up, it wouldn't have that same feel. Well, let's don't do that. Well, I know. I know. That's well, what that's I'm saying. That's why I'm I mean, on you all the time. We got to get the well, casuals been to several like games you this year. Stop to it. go to more games. Stop. You've been to one game this I've year. I've been to two or three games this year already. Three games. No, you have not. Yes. One game. One game. I've been to just one game. I definitely have been to uh, two. I thought three. Three. One. No. No. Yes. No. no. What games have we had here? I'm going back on the schedule here. Well, you weren't there last night. You didn't take the time to show up last night. No, I wasn't there last night. You didn't go to San Diego to support the team. I was there for Central Michigan. Texas. The opener? Texas State. You were not there for the opener. Was it the Mississippi Valley? Opener. Mississippi Valley that I was there for? I thought it was Central Michigan I was there for. I was there for one of those two, and I was there for Texas State. So get out of here. There's only been one other home game. I think you're lying to UTRGV. Right we agree to disagree how many games you've been to so far. <laughs> SEC, a couple of announcements yesterday, and then we'll go to break. Uh, the... Full football schedule for next year, a conference schedule for next year, will be revealed December 13th. It's a couple of Wednesdays from now. Uh, Six o'clock on ESPN. That'll be a, a full show for that SEC schedule reveal. And the championship game will remain in Atlanta. The SEC football championship game will remain in Atlanta through at least 2031. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. T-Row in the Morning Show, Hightower Clinical brings you this hour. They bring you clinical trial opportunities right here in Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed. Medication provided, patients compensated for their time. Various metro locations coming soon to Ardmore. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text more about the trials they're offering. 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm officially team renovate McCaslin and develop Campus Corner. If they could somehow get that place to hold 7,500 through renovations, it would be fantastic. No way. No way you could get to seventy five hundred. Not that not that mm-hmm. many. But you may be on to something. Like we're in a big time changing landscape in the world of sports right now. It's one reason why I think Cuban Mark Cuban's getting out of the NBA for a good portion of it. Are you going to be better off in the future having a five to six thousand seat basketball arena and packing it out every night and building that culture and environment, or having a arena that holds, you know, 12,000 that maybe you well, have 4,000 empty seats a night, 5,000 empty seats a night. I don't want to poo-poo on the other project going on right now because 
well, the McCaslin thing isn't happening, and the the new arena that is proposed will be smaller. It is smaller, I think it's like so that's seven what I'm eight, saying, is that the direction to go? Yeah, yeah, definitely smaller uh, is the way to go. I For OU basketball, for really, I think the new Baylor arena they built, seven or 8,000. I mean, for a college, especially if you're not Kansas or Kentucky or something, the goal is to create an environment and make it a tough ticket, right? Texas has done the same thing with their new arena. You know, they they close off the upper deck. They got those uh, screens that go all the way around the top. So that for the basketball games, the Texas basketball games, it only seats like seven, I think. And, and they only open the lower bowl. And you can't tell it's only the lower bowl because of the way they did it. It's awesome. So, no, I think smaller and more intimate and loud and is the way to go for sure. Or just build that giant sphere thing. That's yeah, that would be cool, to. too. That's yeah. one way to go, too. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. This person's saying, I'm not going to lie, my uh, my heart skipped a beat for a few seconds. The fake tweet that went out last night about Danny Stutzman hitting the transfer portal um, mm-hmm. and USC and, what was it, Oregon being his two, top two destinations or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this person said it got him for a second. So mm, That's too bad. Uh, Cameron's story is such a great story. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, yeah, just incredible. What do you think? Should we re-react that in the 8 o'clock hour for those that didn't, weren't up early enough? Uh, I can have it ready by then if you if you want to do that. Sure. Let's do that. If you didn't if you didn't hear uh, in the 6 o'clock hour today the story of Cameron Black, he joined us live. We'll play it again for you in the 8 o'clock hour today. Awesome interview, Toby, and what a story. You've had many great interviews. That very well may be the best one ever. Great job, and thank you for bringing that story to us, that Sooner yeah. bump. I mean, thank you. That's nice of you, but um, it's... I mean, think about the guts, right? I mean, can't see, never has. And has fallen in love with sports on the radio, OU and the Chiefs. And they approach him and say, hey, we want to do this big thing. And a lot of people are going to be watching. And we don't really know if it's going to work. Just trust us. (laughs) I'm petrified, you know? I'm sure he was, he's in Madison Square Garden in this room completely surrounded by people watching him call an NBA game, wearing this suit. I can't wait till you watch the rest of this, Teach. It's, it's amazing. And he just handles it like an absolute pro. When he starts calling the game, I'm like, oh, look at you, Cameron. Like, he's good. He's really good. It's a triple ripple. <laughs> I love it. That's oh, great. I I wonder how many hours of audio he recorded to do what he said they're going to do in the future with all this AI stuff when he said Oh yeah, like go into the booth and say there's a three pointer and there's a free throw. Well, and then he yeah. said, you know, I, I sometimes during the game will go into pro uh, player profiles and different things. I'm like, man, how many hours of recording did they go through to make sure they had everything covered so that every possible it's like with Kevin Harlan on the NBA game or uh, who, who's so. the voice of yeah. Madden. Madden, yeah. Man. The, let me explain the triple ripple thing for those who haven't watched it, by the way. When somebody hits a three-pointer, the sensor on him 
buzzes three times to, to illustrate the three-pointer. It buzzes the number of times for how many points the basket's worth that was just made. And so if it's a three-pointer, it goes zzz, 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 real fast on him. And that's why he calls it a triple ripple. He goes like, it ripples all through my body when they make that. I'm going to call it a triple ripple. It's great. Bob from Submit, shut up. No texting the text line today. Uh, great segment with Cameron. I loved it, this texter says. This one says, I need a commercial break in the middle of this interview. I've got to go cry in the bathroom. What an incredible group of humans. Uh, someone saying here, uh, see, Toby, drinking beer is good. Hashtag Michelob Ultra. Um, I mean, kudos to them. I'm not. Give them credit where credit's due. They did something really cool here. After hearing that amazing story from Cameron, I am truly, truly grateful for all of the things I have taken for granted and feeling really dumb about complaining how my coffee maker wasn't working right for five minutes this morning. Thank you for having him on, guys. Incredibly inspiring and absolutely puts things into a whole new perspective for me and many others. Cameron is a stud man. What an amazing person. It's one of the things I always tell students, and, and this is not revolutionary, but it's the, it's the easiest way to hammer this home. If you are a, a beginning play-by-play person in any sport out there, uh, the easiest thing to, to not do, the easiest thing to miss is the details, right? You're so worried about getting the down and distance right or the score right, and all that stuff's very important. Don't get me wrong. But it is, it is the the details that make it come alive, and I always tell them to think about the visually impaired people that are listening to your broadcast. Nobody can see, but think about them. They are completely dependent on you to paint this picture in their head. They're trying to imagine it while you're describing it. So. Colors, sounds, smells. Don't just say he runs the ball. Did he run right or left? Don't just say he caught the ball. Did he go low to catch it? Did he reach high above his head? Was it near the sideline? Was it far side? Which way is the wind blowing? What are the fans doing right now? What's the coach wearing? All of those details that help everybody. But think about the, the blind person listening who has no other option than to hang on your every word. They want to know every minute detail that is taking place right now. And if you can get to the point when you're calling a game where you can do that, I mean, that's what the greats do. That's what Kevin Harlan does. That's what Vince Scully did. That's what, for me, Marty Brenneman did is, yeah, they can tell you it's two balls, one strike. Any of us can do that but they can make you feel like you're there, you know? Teach, you know, you listen to Nate, oh, yeah. uh, Nadell. He's, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. When you listen to a great one, you're like, oh, my God, this is better than being there. Like, I can, in my brain, they are painting such a vivid picture that this is almost more enjoyable than actually being there. So, anyway, you got me going on that tangent. <laughs> 7.35 in the morning. We'll be back. We'll hear what Porter had to say after last night's win in McCaslin Fieldhouse next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
All right. Whose birthday is it, Teach? We had a short window here, so sorry if I interrupted Porter coming out of the break there. We'll get to him in just a second. But Jonathan William Crawford, big listener to the show. He's in the car right now on his way to his Uncle Joe's to catch the bus, turning eight years (laughs) old today. He is a listener every morning. What's the name? uh, uh, Jonathan William Crawford, eight years old today. John Billy? He's a very powerful man. Uh, Very powerful man (laughs) at eight years old. So happy birthday, uh, that's a, Jonathan. That's a name like a president. Would Jonathan right there. William Crawford. President. Ladies and gentlemen, the 52nd president of the United States, Jonathan William Crawford. <laughs> what a great name. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Yeah, happy William. birthday, Jonathan. And thank you for listening and putting up with us in the mornings. That's right. All right, here we go. This is last night. Sooners win 107-86 in McCaslin Fieldhouse, and Porter sat down with us after the broadcast. Coach, first off, I mean... A win. Tonight was an absolute win on the court and off it. What a night. What a, what a, what a great that fun atmosphere with the students, man. They were just awesome and having fun. And that's what you visualize, man, having a having a um, atmosphere. I just believe that, you know, basketball is one of those games where students can really impact the game. And uh, I thought they did. And, uh, you know, for um, – just electric in here. I thought it was electric in here. One of my favorite moments tonight was when you first walked out of the locker room and you saw this place. Grin from ear to ear. Yeah. You're thanking everybody. I, just, I, was, just, I, I know you I worked hard so, to make it like this. So now. pumped just to walk through it. And, you know, I've been working so hard getting to those students. And it's cool because I see the students on campus. I see them everywhere. And there's just – I think they're really – I just think it's – they can impact so much in basketball, and I want them to feel like this is part of their team, just like they do all the sports. And uh, so uh, really appreciated the students tonight coming out in full force, making this place electric. Most points one of your team has scored in the uh, Porter Moser era here at OU 107 tonight. How would you feel like you played? Is it the most points we've given up to? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know what? I thought offensively we shared the ball, 26 assists, mm-hmm. 26 assists. And the turnovers, we I think we had two or three right at the end. But, like, 26 turnovers is, is really – or uh, assists is really, really good. Um, I, you know, I thought we I thought we did, you know, really well there. And, um, you know, I just – they had some – I mean, we, we knew with their offense, those four – we knew their shooters. We talked to you this morning on your radio show. that They, they can score. And uh, they're, they're, they just – especially when you get down, they just – when they just come at you. Yeah. And they're calling it tight like there. And, you know, how many free throws did we give up? 27. Yeah. You know, a lot of free throws, you know, that they can get because they just drive you and they shot it. So, um, you know, defensively, I thought early, like, from, like, the first media timeout to halftime, I thought we did pretty well. From de- defense, I mean, and um, I think we gave up 10 points like the first four minutes, and then we calmed down. Um, but uh, I, I just I go right to the spacing and the sharing of the ball, the, the moving movement of the ball with um, the pace um, with 26 assists. Yeah, 26 assists on 40 made shots tonight. John Hughley moved into the starting lineup because you didn't have Sam Godwin tonight where he continues to expand his game and show us different ways he can impact your team no doubt no double double in 19 minutes and we miss sam and i know sam's out there you know look he has covid he'll be he's today was his last day he's feeling great so he'll be back with us tomorrow good so it's good to get sam back and uh so uh, but yeah john john's a load down there and you know that's the one thing that we i don't know we haven't had like they want to switch they switched a couple times and we just pounded it down at him and he's just uh you know, he's, he's, he's a load down there. You're 7-0. and you got Providence coming up next on Tuesday in the Big East Big 12 battle. Uh, this is going to be a big test. They're a good ball club, aren't they? Very good. Um, they're, you know, 
Devin Carter, Bryce Hopkins. My son played AU with Bryce Hopkins. Oh, really? Yeah, we've known him since a long time. He's, you know, terrific All Big East player. Um, they can really score. They can guard. They could be in the top twenty-five next year. We we watched Wisconsin beat Virginia, and then uh, Providence handled Wisconsin really well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's it's going to be a big game. The Big East challenge. We need to fill the LNC. Um, just to the impact it had on our guys. It's it, I can't tell you enough. We're in, they're in the locker room right now talking about it. Just <laughs> how much juice they the, the crowd gave them. And uh, let's uh, let's keep this going. Let's fill the LNC next Tuesday. That is a 6 o'clock tip-off Tuesday, by the way, and uh, it is the Big East-Big 12 battle game. Obviously, last one of these for OU, because uh, they're not going to be in the Big 12 next year. Next year, they'll be a part of the SEC-ACC what? challenge. I said, what? Breaking news on a Friday. I, I think the fan base is getting fired up and excited about this team, and I think they'll get a good crowd. Uh, Tulsa, we got a ton of listeners up in T-Town, I know. We are headed your way a week from Saturday, the final Crimson Cardinal Classic between Oklahoma and Arkansas. This will be the third and final. This is the uh, uh, best two out of three takes it, Tej. OU won two years ago. Arkansas won last year. It's the last one because they're going to be in the same conference starting next year. So a BOK Center a week from Saturday, 3 p.m. tip. You know the Hog fans will roll deep. They always do. It'll be Woo Pig suing it up in there. It's probably been 70, 30, 80, 20, something like that, Arkansas fans the last couple of years. So uh, let's change that. Uh, That'll be a great game, by the way. Arkansas has been a little enigmatic early in the How does that for a big word, Teach? Huh? I don't even know the words that are coming out of your mouth. I'm not sure I used it right, to be honest with you. They have been hard to figure out. We talked yesterday about they rushed the floor after they beat Duke. Was that two nights ago now, I believe? Uh, but they're 5-3. and three. Let me see and look at their schedule here. They beat UT Tide. No, it's an exhibition. They beat Alcorn State. They beat Gardner-Webb. They beat Old Dominion. They lost to UNC Greensboro in Fayetteville. They're a good program, but still. They... Beat Stanford in double overtime in the Bahamas. Lost to Penny Hardaway in Memphis. Lost to North Carolina by 15. Then played Duke the very next game. So they went North Carolina, Duke, back-to-back, and beat them by five. So you see what I'm saying? Enigmatic, TJ. Hard to figure out. But they'll be, they're good. Porter's never told me this, TJ, but just watching the two coaches i don't think they like each other very much you've said that for anybody you know, likes eric now. muscle does anybody mm, like eric muscle mm, ah, it, you'd be it'd be hard to find someone maybe someone off of his coaching tree that has gone on to something but you know what i'd like to do i'd like to get on my knees and look him eye to eye and say <laughs> knock it off <laughs> that was mean i shouldn't have said that <laughs> Um, well, I mean, like the last two games, the, the two OU Arkansas games, the last couple of years, lots of technicals, uh, the coaches have exchanged words in both games. It's been contentious. I don't know if you remember last year, Arkansas wins shot clocks off. They're dribbling out the victory and the dude goes and hammers a dunk. You remember that right at the end? 
Oh, that's right. Yes. OU's just like, mm-hmm. they're, they're done. They're dribbling it out. OU's laid out on defense. Arkansas is going to win by 12 or whatever. And the dude goes and hammers one down at the buzzer. And that got everybody all riled up. So it'll be a fun atmosphere. So if you have not gotten tickets yet, I don't. surely it's not sold out. I don't know. But uh, Sooner fans in Tulsa uh, roll out a week from Saturday up there. TJ's thinking about going, right? TJ, you're considering going up for it's that. It's on day. the agenda, yes. Considering it is on the agenda or going is on the agenda? Going. Going. You have tickets yet? 90% sure we'll be there. Yes. Oh my but no, God, no, gonna, I do not have tickets this yet. This will be the second time in the show that I've wept openly. <laughs> I need a commercial break. <laughs> Glad I can be inspiring as well. Seven, seven, I'm, I'm moved. 7.48 I eat in the morning. beans in my chili. <laughs> That's better. Thank you. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra. With available features like the V8 engine. The ultimate luxury interior. And of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra. Not just any truck. The truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. T-Row in the morning show. Back in the 7 a.m. hour, brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. Find out the options that are available to you. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405 831 5905. Knippel Chevrolet text line. Oh, good morning, guys. Good morning. What a beautiful story. Y'all got me tearing up at 6 a.m. this morning. My goodness. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. That's from Puerto Rican Sooner. Puerto Rican Sooner. I got a camera had me going too, man. We're going to play the interview again, by the way, in the 8 o'clock hour with uh, Cameron Black, if you didn't hear it in the 6 o'clock hour today. Sooner super fan who is blind and has been since birth. Uh, something incredible just happened to him, and, and he came on to tell us all about it this morning. We'll play it again for you. TJ, is the, the, the uh, first segment or the bottom of the hour segment the best? Because it's kind of a long interview. Uh, whichever works for you. Whichever works for you. You either cut into Chris Plank's time or uh, let's do it right out time. of the Let's do it right out of the top of the hour. Okay. And that way we don't crunch Chris so much. We can maybe get caught up before we get to him. That'll work. That'll work. Okay. Uh, B.A. Brad is in this morning. He would like the Buccaneers in the King of the Mountain. All right. Let me see if that's How many everybody. were we missing? I don't have Lisa and Norman, McCade, and that's it. Lisa, Norman, and McCade are the two I'm missing. Hopefully I didn't miss McCade yesterday. I think I've got Lisa and Norman here. Yes. Rams, and she says Cameron Black is incredible. Where's Wallace? We need a 30 for 30 on this. So she's taking the Rams. Okay, got it. I, I don't disagree. I mean, the the feature that has been put together is not quite a 30 for 30, but it's a it's really well done if you haven't watched it yet. It's 25 minutes, It's but it's really well done. This person says, uh, we need a guy or a team that play with violent aggression. I think that's talking the mm. basketball team. So Okay. I mean, let's don't be yeah. let's don't kill anybody, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, we need I think uh we were talking about this last night, Kevin and I in the broadcast. 
Jalen Moore got that late tee. Yeah, what all went down watching. there with that? Because TV, they didn't. I know, I know the one guy was yelling at him, and he was yelling back, and they held the one kid back from pawing butt. But I never saw what originated kind of it. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't. I couldn't find it on the video either. I, I think he maybe gave him just kind of a chest bump or a little forearm as okay. he was walking okay. off, just a little bit more contact than he needed to. Gotcha. But I keep. He is. He plays with such emotion, and. Is just bigger and stronger than everybody else out there, you know. And then you've got Tega, who's not backing down from a fight. You've got John Hughley, who's not backing down. Like, they got some guys who will rumble on this team. Now, I don't want them going out there and getting in a fight, but it's good to have those guys. You know what I mean, Teach? Like the enforcers. They got some enforcers on this squad. It's good to have those guys, definitely. Um, let's see here. Saw a game, uh, a game in McCaslin, sat in the first or second row, got a good view of how big and powerful Buddy was. 2012. 2012, yeah. That would have been Buddy's freshman year, I believe, they played. That's the last time they played a regular season game in McCaslin. They beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi there. T-Row, I'm going to my first ever OU basketball game on Tuesday. I've been to several Tulsa nice. and ORU games. I've seen some legendary coaches like Self and others. Nice. The first, uh, first OU game for them. Is that is there a name on that? No, no. All right. Well, if you get it, if 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 um if you have an opportunity, uh, come say hi. Or if I happen to be within shouting distance, uh, let me know. Love to meet you. Last pick that is goes in for any of you listening. Out McCade there. is going Buccaneers as well. All right. Are we got them? We're all 10 picks are in. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of them picked the Buccaneers. One Rams, one Dolphins, two Jags. That's who we're rooting against this week, TJ. Don't, don't tell the listeners, but that's who we're rooting against this week. All right, top of the hour. Out of this top of the hour break, uh, the interview again with Cameron Black that we ran earlier, that we played earlier today. You're not going to want to miss this. We'll be back.